Effects of the Original Sin by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor In the blast released just before the Feast of Pentecost, we discussed the topic, What Really Was the Original Sin? Continuing the same subject, let us now take a good look at the consequences of our ancestors' disobedience. Let us examine the effect it has had on the history of man, the world we live in, and the evolving systems that rule us today. If you have not read What Really Was the Original Sin, please go back and read it before continuing this one. You see, if we do not understand what went wrong in the beginning of man's existence, we will not have a clue as to what must be done to bring this planet back into alignment with our Creator's will. Also, if we are unaware of the changes we must personally make, we will not have a part in establishing the promised new heaven and new earth. This world is about to be destroyed, and those that are a part of it will share in its fate. Second Peter chapter 3 verses 13 and 14 speaks of these things. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. Isaiah spoke of this time also as he prophesied in Isaiah chapter 65, verse 17. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. These scriptures are very real. God's word never comes back void. His promises are sure. Fortunately, those of mankind that love God and are willing to change, can be a part of his plan for the restoration of the planet and take part in the renewal of not only earth, but all on it. Isn't that exciting? Just think, to be one of those chosen to actually help establish the kingdom of God. What a privilege! Isaiah prophesied of these ones in Isaiah chapter 61 verse 4 and they shall rebuild the old ruins they shall raise up the former desolations and they shall repair the ruined cities the desolations of many generations so let us begin our journey from the fall of mankind down through time to better understand what must be righted and in what way man must change as we have discussed in previous blasts, Adam and Eve chose the knowledge of Satan over the knowledge of God. In doing this, they disobeyed Father's command, his law to not touch or taste that knowledge, because as he explained, it would result in their death. Death was indeed the penalty of breaking God's law, which is actually Satan's intended end for God's children and has been all along. In fact, he came to kill, steal, and destroy all of creation 
that would not submit to his rule. Scripture explains, Satan, known also as Lucifer, or the devil, had a plan to rule this planet, to become father to all on it, in effort to be like God. Every bit of wisdom taught by the enemy to mankind was therefore cleverly directed towards fulfilling his decree as recorded in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, cast out of heaven to earth, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the Most High. Now think, this is the mentality of the creature that concocted the database that all the world draws from. You can see why the knowledge of this world is foolish to God, and the thoughts of those trained by it are futile. Yet this is exactly what the world around us has been fabricated from, as are the systems we are ruled by. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 18 through 20 Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. Let him forget the world's knowledge. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. As we look around the world today, we see so much chaos, unpredictable human behavior, wicked cultures, sickness, pain, and suffering all the result of the wrong choice made by Adam and Eve. Does mankind understand none of this is God's fault? This world and all its problems evolved out of man's wish to know good and evil and their disobedience to God's command or law to not touch or taste of that knowledge. The commandment was given out of the Father's heart of love towards man by their rebellion, however, they revealed their true heart condition towards God. John chapter 14 verse 21 He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Choosing the thinking of this evil angel planted a much different perspective on man's outlook on life than he entertained while walking in God's knowledge. It isn't any wonder they consented and allowed themselves to be sexually crossed with angels. They were very familiar with them. Man, like puppets in the hands of the enemy, helped Satan produce an altered race of mankind that the enemy could rightfully call his, as it was no longer the original creation of God. Besides this atrocity, 
the evil angels, able to make themselves into any form, crossed with the rest of God's earthly creation, altering them also. Sounds like a fairy tale, folks? Well, it's not. Genesis chapter 6 speaks of it. Jude speaks of it, and Enoch, the seventh from Abbot, elaborates on it for those that seek a deeper understanding. Let us first read from Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 2, and verses 4 through 7. Now it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God, the angels, saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, of all whom they chose. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man, whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air, all the angels tainted. For I am sorry that I have made them. Jude chapter 1 verse 6 speaks of this time. And the angels, who did not keep their proper domain, to live in the heavens, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Enoch chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 now elaborates. And it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters. And the angels, the children of the heaven, saw and lusted after them and said to one another, Come, let us choose us wives from among the children of men, and beget us children. Enoch, chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. And all the others together with them took unto themselves wives, and each chose for himself one. And they began to go in unto them, and to defile themselves with them. And they taught them charms and enchantments, and the cutting of roots, and made them acquainted with plants, taught them evil things that today are still used in witchcraft. And they became pregnant, and they bore great giants, whose height was three thousand ells. This infusion of angel blood now ran through the Adamic race, who consumed all the acquisitions of men, and when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them, and devoured mankind. And they began to sin against birds, and beasts, and reptiles, and fish, and to devour one another's flesh, and drink the blood. All creation became tainted. Enoch chapter 15 verses 8 through 12 And now the giants, 
the offspring of the angels and mankind, who died in the flood of Noah's day, turned into their spiritual state as they were half-angel, who are produced from the spirits and flesh, shall be called evil spirits upon the earth, and on the earth shall be their dwelling. We don't see them, but they are here. Evil spirits have proceeded from their bodies, because they are born from men, and from the holy watchers is their beginning and primal origin. They shall be evil spirits on earth, and evil spirits shall they be called. As for the spirits of heaven, in heaven shall be their dwelling. But as for the spirits of the earth, which were born upon the earth, on the earth shall be their dwelling. At their death their spirits were confined to earth, because this was where they were born. They are a form of earthling. And the spirits of the giants afflict, oppress, destroy, attack, do battle, and work destruction on the earth, and cause trouble. They take no food. They are spirits, but nevertheless hunger and thirst. No body to satisfy themselves through, and cause offenses. These unseen spirits enter into the bodies of mankind to live their lives. And these spirits shall rise up against the children of men and against the women, because they have proceeded from them. They hate us. They cause us to war against one another, attack, and make us sick physically, mentally, and emotionally. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 12 through 13 describes the battle. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Side note, these spirits hunger and thirst, causing man to be addicted to whatever satisfies them. They appease their lust and perversion through mankind. Bizarre habits are exhibited through those possessed by them. It is amazing how much of mankind is unaware these evil ones even exist, let alone understand the world around us and its people are silently guided by Satan through them. Satan had a plan, and believe me, mankind has helped him in every way to carry it out. Truly, he does rule this world, and it is skillfully shaped very much to his liking. Back to our walk through man's early beginnings. Though God destroyed all but eight people in the flood to curb the wickedness of man, once again, because of the wrong choices made this time by Noah's son Ham, the bloodlines and genetics were continued and even strengthened between the angels and man. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life grew and governed the human race. 
Their image became more and more like that of their evil angelic ancestors, with the carrot ever out in front of them to be like God. They next built the Tower of Babel. Genesis chapter 11 verse 4 And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. God brought it all to a halt. But, as man continued down through the ages, he became more and more arrogant and prideful, more self-aware than God-aware. Unable to see the evil creatures that guided them, they were convinced they were building their own empires, fashioning their own cultures, happily building the world of man. And, of course, programmed with the mentality and nature of their ancestors, in just a few chapters over, became an abomination to God once more, as we see in the account of Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis chapter 19 verses 4 through 8 Now before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter, surrounded the house. And they called to Lot, and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us, that we may know them carnally. So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him, and said, Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See now, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please, let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them as you wish, only to do nothing to these men, since this is the reason. God destroys both cities. But look at this. The account ends in incest between those that manage to escape the destruction of the cities. Genesis chapter 19 verses 31 and 32 Now the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man on the earth to come in to us, as is the custom of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, just like him, that we may preserve the lineage of our father. We are not even out of the 19th chapter of Genesis. Are we getting the idea? Do we see these same things today? Has anything really changed? The population is by far greater, so there is even more of it. As stated in What Was the Original Sin, Satan had a dream to be like God, and mankind has done their very best to see to it he succeeds. Cain murdered Abel. Esau gave up his birthright for food. They've broken every law of God, squeezed him for the most part out of their lives at the prompting of the evil that silently lures them to the pleasures of the kingdom of darkness. The majority of humanity has by this time been clearly marked by the enemy as ones that belong to him by their choice of knowledge, lifestyles, religion, 
and culture in general. Sadly, had they followed God's law, they would have been protected by it. But understand, much of the world's church teaches we're not under the law of God. Yes, agreed, we are certainly not under the law of Moses. But we are most definitely under the law of God. Romans chapter 3 verse 31 Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10 explains, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Remember, who truly is Israel? Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. Galatians Chapter 3, verses 27 and verse 29. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, and if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. So Christ is the seed of Abraham, and the born again are the seed of Christ, and therefore heirs of the promises made to the forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, concerning restoration. The born again are the true Israel that have become one with Christ at communion, ones God made a new covenant with, writing his laws on their hearts and minds. So do you think just maybe the doctrine concerning the law of God should be promoting obedience to it? Without the law to give direction, reveal God's will, cover and protect, many of the newborn will become spiritual Esau's. They give up their new birthrights to return to the world because of their hunger for its pleasures, not knowing they are lawless and wrong. Satan has lured many back to his kingdom with this strategy. In fact, remember it was man's disobedience to God's commandments that started this whole mess to begin with. Should we not want to live by God's law, be protected and covered by it, guided and directed by it? Do we not want to be at peace with God? and at ease with ourselves by walking in God's will, revealed through His laws. Besides, if we lived by the law of God, the word of our testimony would always be positive, truthful, and powerful against all opposition. Closing Thoughts The law of faith says, Be it as you believe, so... Do you see how born-again man could overcome any obstacle that would stand in their way 
if they applied the appropriate law concerning their situation and then believed and walked in that law. The law of faith backed by God's sovereignty would cause them to prevail, be overcomers, victorious. Satan does not want mankind to understand this. Revelation chapter 3 verse 10 Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Obedience to the law would also validate their testimony and stand in their defense against the accuser of the brethren. Therefore, being born again, a different species, with the blood of the Lamb making them righteous, and the sovereignty of God backing His law on their behalf, the plans of God for restoration could be fulfilled, and finally the effects of the original sin reversed for humanity. All creation could then be restored to its original perfection.